0: There's a book by a priest called Father James Mallon called Divine Renovation. And it's a very it's a very interesting book. When I read it uh, the first time, I, I couldn't believe how accurate it was. Because uh, it described uh, Father James's experience of being what he would have called one of the, the John Paul II generation. So that's pretty pretty much my generation, if I'm honest. Uh, so this this generation of priests who maybe understood a little more clearly the importance of of Our Lady, the importance of getting back to the sacraments, the importance of of clarity in doctrine, the importance of of, of courage, all these things that John Paul II led so bravely and in such an exemplary fashion, Uh, his love for the youth. Okay, so he said his experience was then that this was the kind of spirituality that he had, this was the kind of zeal that he had in, in seminary, and then so he came out and wanted to change the world, wanted to convert the world or at least those entrusted to him came out with lots of enthusiasm and zeal excellent and then he said I was met with the brick wall of the parish now father that's not how we do things here you know so you have all these ideas and and zeal enthusiasm and then when you find yourself in, in a parish situation you're stuck you're just you're just there's just resistance constant resistance and there were so many kind of systems or or, or uh habits in place kind of so, so many kind of groups or whatever it may be already established uh in a parish that there wasn't room for anything else he he, he describes how for example he wanted to start a youth group <coughs> so he asked if he could use the parish hall what night would be good for youth maybe you know friday would be good <clears throat> oh no we have we have bingo on a friday Okay. How about Thursday? Oh no, we've we've we've, we've yoga on a Thursday. Uh, how about Wednesday? Well, there's the the, the, the they don't have greyhounds. Uh, they had the sheepdog training trials meeting. The uh, you know all sorts of other things that that had been long established, that were now ingrained in the parish and kind of stuck. So I said, hang on, I need the parish hall for parish work, like for young people. What's wrong here? What? And so anyway, long story short, I mean. Uh, there was an amalgamation of two parishes so they were able to knock two churches build one and they were able to kind of start from scratch so so, uh, he did he started from scratch and he he thought it would be essential not just to build buildings not just to to see the church in terms of maintenance but see the church in terms of mission so uh, helping people to get to know who Jesus is because if people know who Jesus is then the buildings and all the rest that follows If people don't know know who Jesus is, you're always going to struggle in any collection, any building, any project that you have. You're always going to struggle to finance it because there aren't people of faith. You get the faith right, everything else follows. Okay. But he mentions one detail, and when I read it, it really really struck me as as so unfortunately true and and so dangerous. He said one thing that had happened in recent decades... Uh, which he saw in in Nova Scotia and Canada, and I think is equally true uh, elsewhere, is he said he came across this uh, tragic scenario of priests who had given up but stayed at their post. They had given up, but they had stayed at their post. So they weren't particularly zealous about um, mission or young people or families or sacramental preparation or just yeah sure it'll be fine sure yeah doesn't really matter Given up but stayed at their post I remember uh, a, a secondary school in a town not too far from me at home and they had a, a similar kind of a situation where there were a lot of teachers of a, of a certain age close enough to retirement they all had obviously uh, their uh, full-time hours and all of that and the, the, the curriculum had changed a couple of times and they were just tired of it, tired of it all. They'd lost their zeal, but they stayed at their post. And the effect was, well, the grades started to slip and then students start, the parents start to send their sons and daughters elsewhere. So the reason I'm saying this is in our reading today, uh, we have a, a fairly powerful expression from the book of the Apocalypse here, we're in chapter 3, Where it says, write to the angel of the church of Laodicea and say, here is a message from the great Amen. So a message from God, the faithful, the true witness, the ultimate source of God's creation. I know all about you, that you're neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other, but since you are neither but only lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. Now, if you've ever worked with people doing anything... uh, hot or cold you can kind of manage right if someone is enthusiastic that's obviously very easy you know someone wants to learn you're a teacher you're a coach and you have people who really want to they want to get ahead they want to strive for greatness fantastic not a problem people who are who are cold well i mean at least, you, at, least there's, at least there's a bit of clarity there look are you on the team or not are you with us or not and you can maybe try and encourage them to, to give more, maybe try to explain to them why this is an important goal, whatever it may be. Hot or cold, you can kind of manage. It's lukewarmness that's just really awful. Lads are kind of on the team, going, "Yeah, yeah, I don't know." It's kind of, it's, it's kind of, I suppose, in in Gen Z uh, terminology, they'd call it meh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure we're here. I don't know, man. And you're the kind of, yeah, I don't know, like. Yeah, and even like the 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 precursor of that, maybe in the generation before me, my parents' generation, was they'd use expressions like "Asher, that a bit of religion is great." A bit of religion? Which 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 particular religion are are we talking about here, and and which bits of it are 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 good, and which which bits of it then kind of and well aren't? I mean, what on earth does an expression like "a bit of religion" is great? What does it? What does that even mean? But it's 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 kind of I don't know it's, it's kind of a lukewarm. It's like I was I was th- talking to someone else recently, and um, it, they have a very kind of uh, I don't know how you describe it. Uh, uh, I don't know if I don't know if this is the best expression for it, but they're very kind of a uh, an Irish understanding of the faith, right? Where where actually they you know they love the the bit of an old rosary and uh, an old pilgrimage every now and again, and sure. Then sure, have the grandfather's ashes on on, on the on the mantelpiece, and sure, that's a great help as well, and and the old Sacred Heart picture, and and um, and yeah, these these things are they're they're well apart from the grandfather's ashes. I mean, these things are are good, I guess. But it's all external. I mean, what about the heart, the zeal, the enthusiasm, the fire, the love, the faith? That's that's where it's at, in here. Because it's it's. I mean, it is absolutely, it's devastating in a school, even in the, like in, the, in the police force, in the church, if people give up but stay at their posts. You, you, you're still there. You're supposed to be representing. You're supposed to be teaching. You're supposed to be fighting for whoever <coughs> is entrusted to your care, and you don't do it. But you're still at your post. So it's, it's, it's awful. That's why <coughs> excuse me, the Lord's words are so clear here. To the lukewarm i wish so you're neither hot nor cold i wish you were one or the other such a strange thing to say i wish you were either hot i wish you were cold it would be easier to deal with you if you were cold but it's just this lukewarm some people like oh yeah potatoes uh, we had a lady came to visit here uh from italy and uh she worked uh, she volunteered for a summer here and uh we had some workers working on the roof and so she cooked as an Italian which in some respects is very good but when you're dealing with Irish kind of builders you know they're not really interested in the je ne sais quoi presentation you know they're not interested in this one meat and vegetables and spuds in large in industrial quantities it doesn't really matter if there's a little garnish on the side they won't even see it right so she would prepare these, these potatoes, and then, you know, you know, I'd say garnish and present them, and little bits of salad stuck into them, and leeks, and cucumbers, and carrots, and I don't you know, whatever. But basically, by the time it would come to the, to the table then, to be... Well, the, the salad actually cooled it down, so the spuds were kind of, well, lukewarm. And while it looked amazing, it really wasn't Irish, and the lads were not too happy at all. You know, for us, potatoes are either hot or cold. Cold salad, chopped up potatoes, you can manage it, Right? But lukewarm, unpalatable to the Irish taste buds. So what's the Lord saying? The Lord is saying that he well, obviously he's not saying he wants us to be either hot or cold. He wants us to be hot, obviously. He wants us to be zealous and enthusiastic. And to be very, very clear about what our goal is and what our standards should be, what our prayer life should be like. It should never be viewed as something kind of minimalist. Just do the the, the bare essentials to get by. But that we have a lived, loving relationship with a loving God. It's a relationship. It's not a tick-the-box kind of a just do the the bare essentials, but I want to be with a God who loves me. Otherwise, as he says in in our first reading, say to ourselves, I'm rich, I've made a fortune, I have everything I want, without realizing that you are wretchedly and pitiably poor and blind and naked too. So we can start ticking the boxes thinking that we're all sorted. But maybe the Lord is calling us not just to a bare minimum, but to a zealous, enthusiastic, fire-filled, love-filled, Holy Spirit-filled faith. So maybe there's more to do. And we ask the Lord today, if there is something concrete in our life, some, some, something or, that we can either change or improve or do more frequently, if it's as regards our prayer life, as regards self-discipline, as regards uh, our, how we use our time, if there's something that we can do that would make us, that would draw us closer to him, the source of this fire that this fire can take off in our hearts too. If there's something we can do, may the Holy Spirit point it out to us and may we do it so that any lukewarmness in us may be stoked up into a rousing fire that inspires the faith of others.